Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Charles Weiss, Commissioner for the Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions. Charles, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Tom. Just for context for our audience, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your agency, how many institutions you oversee, and how you typically interact with them. Well, the Department of Financial Institutions is responsible for overseeing all state chartered banks in, that are in Kentucky. In addition, we have regulatory oversight for credit unions, and we also um, regulate the securities activity within the state. Um, on the banking side, we do have 156 uh, state chartered banks um, uh, throughout the state. And our interaction with them uh, occurs in a couple ways. Um, we do perform safety and soundness examinations periodically. Um, those could be conducted either every 12 months or every 18 months. Um, that's con con uh, con contingent upon the condition of the bank. Um, if the bank needs a little more regulatory oversight, we'll go in every 12 months. If it's a strong institution, we'll go in every 18 months. In addition to that, sometimes we do visits, and that would be a very short uh uh, visit with the bank, just looking at some additional records and see how the bank's doing at that time. Uh, we would do those in between examinations if needed. And uh, another way is we do have pretty regular contact with our banks, uh, bank presidents. If new issues arise, we'll send out emails. We'll sometimes make phone calls with them directly. And the last way would just be to attend trade meetings. Um, sometimes I do presentations at trade meetings. Um, and, and just have a regular contact with the industry to, to try to figure out what the major trends are right now. Sure. Something tells me you've had a pretty uh, active agency over the last year or so. <laughs> yeah, very active, very active. And, and I'll tell you what, though, it, it is an exciting time for banking and the fact that things are changing so much and there is so much to so many things to address, look at, and be concerned with. And uh, But I'm, I am very proud of the way Kentucky Banking Industries has handled this challenging economic times. Now, what are the major regulatory issues that you're focused on with your institutions this year? Um, a couple areas. Uh, probably the primary one right now would be mortgage, mortgage origination process. And that's really uh, something that really started all this or was the genesis for the major economic conditions that we're going through right now. Some of the poor underwriting practices um, that, were inst that were used throughout the country. A lot of subprime lending. Now, the good thing is Kentucky really did, did not originate a, a large volume of subprime loans. Our banks didn't participate in that activity, um, and we didn't buy a lot of uh, what's called secondary market loans or loans that have been packaged into, a, into a, an investment product. So, so we didn't have a significant impact. Our state didn't on subprime lending and, and, and all, but the, I guess the best term would be all, alternative lending products. Uh, commercial real estate's a pretty big concern right now, and, and that's predominantly because of the slowdown in the economy. Um, when economic activity declines, then commercial real estate, i.e., such as subdivision developments and things like that, just don't, don't go as quickly as possible or as, don't sell out as quickly as, as, as expected. And then in addition to that, uh, just vacancy rates um, go up a little bit uh, on commercial real estate. Sure. And and then the last thing would be obviously just the economy in general. I mean, we're sitting there right now with an unemployment rate in the state of, of around 10%, maybe a little bit more. And this national un unemployment rate is really high. Uh, we have a 
pretty significant reliance on the auto industry in Kentucky. A lot of people don't realize that, but we're the third uh, state state that produces the third largest number of vehicles. Uh, we have a Ford plant in Louisville, a, a Corvette plant in Bowling Green, and Toyota plant in Georgetown. And so we're pretty pretty dependent upon the auto industry. So when things don't go well with the auto industry, we struggle a little bit. That makes sense. And you're right. I didn't realize that. Uh, you, you have a lot in common with Michigan. Yes, yes. Now, what are the major information security issues you're focused on this year? I've got to think that red flags compliance has to be right up there. Yeah, it does. Um, one issue, and, and again, I think all regulatory entities deal with this, is uh, we do have access and obtain a lot of non-public information through the exam process and safeguarding that, making sure that remains safe. But one of the bigger issues that we're dealing with right now, as a matter of fact, one of our counties is dealing with this as well, is just scams in general, uh, a fraud. Right. Of uh, um, Because of the economic times, um, um, it, it gives an, uh, a reason for people to go out there and try to commit fraud to get more get money. And some of our banks, one of our banks in particular, is dealing with a, a, a fraud scam right now. So, And it happened uh, through an electronic media. So that's a big concern right now. Now, do you see a predominant type of fraud, you know, or is it a mixture of, of ATM, ACH, and, and all the above? Um, some dealing with ACH, and a lot of it is just uh, identity theft. Um, the federal agencies have put out some guidance on that, how to protect against that. Uh, and the biggest thing with customers out there is just you know don't give your information to anybody that you're not 100% certain who it is. Um, but in addition to that, we've got hackers stealing uh, committing identity theft, and with the electronic means of uh, a commerce these days that becomes a, a pretty easy avenue to commit a fraud in. Sure. Uh, and, and you're right with the ACH uh, transfers, uh, wire transfers as well, uh, does open up or expose the bank to some banks to some uh, uh, potential losses and also the customers of those banks. Now, given what we've talked about in terms of safety and soundness and information security and the economy, in what areas would you say that Kentucky's banking institutions are strongest right now? Um, where we really have been fortunate is we have very high capital We have started out with very high capital levels, and some of our banks have experienced some losses, and that has gone down. But if you look at the uh, national banking industry as a whole and compare it to Kentucky, we typically have higher capital ratios than most banks, uh, higher capital ratios even when the contiguous states to us. Um, our earnings streams have uh, maintained, uh, have been maintained. I don't want to say they're stable because we've seen our, our return on average assets for our state chartered banks fall from about 1.02, a little bit above one, to about uh, 0.8 right now. But when you compare that to the national, uh, falling from about a little bit above one to about 0.3, um, that looks pretty good. And for the most part, we have some pretty conservative management um, of our financial institutions, and that. Although you don't have the glamour on the upside of it, when the when the downside happens in the economy, we don't get the significant impact on the downside either. Right. Um, I think another, um, I, I guess this could be couched as a strength is some of most of our institutions aren't really complex operations. So, from an IT perspective, their IT is performed by a server, and because of that, I think it allows the server to have some expertise that maybe a smaller community bank couldn't afford to have. So I, I, do, I do view that as a strength. Now, flip side of that, where do you find that the institutions are most challenged right now? Um, as we started talking about to begin with, just 
the asset quality, and that is when a bank, an asset for a bank would be a loan, um, so they're having problems with foreclosures right now, high past due rates, uh, just a general slowdown in the economy, high unemployment, people are having difficulty making payments. Um, in addition to that, you've got market risk with rates are being held very low right now in an attempt to try to get the economy back on track, and because of that, that doesn't have a negative impact on banks. And the fact that a lot of the loans that banks keep on their books are tied to a national rate, such as the prime rate in the Wall Street Journal. And when prime rates are really low, that just means banks are earning less money on the assets they have. Um, with Internet, Internet access, a lot of banks are offering a, an Internet option right now, a web-based, uh, you know, you log in, do transfers, do originate ACHs yourself, bill pays. And with that, uh, I do know that the laws out there talk about know your customer policies and procedures and bank, every bank should be following a know your customer policy, meaning that they should know the customers that they're dealing with and have a, you know, a, so do some due diligence when they open up an account. Um, however, that's still not a, 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 a safeguard or a complete safeguard against uh, the scams that we've talked about, identity theft, uh, someone, someone could come in and open up an account. Um, do most of their transactions over the internet, then their identity stolen, that account information stolen, and then a, 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 someone that's going to commit a fraud can steal money without ever even entering the bank or, getting, or even meeting the, the individual that they stole their identity from. So that's a, a really significant challenge um, that our banks are dealing with right now. Charles, one last question for you. Uh, you, you're talking to banking security leaders as you are through this interview today, and specifically to those in Kentucky. What would you like to see them pay the most attention to as we go into 2010? Well, um, when we come out of an economic crisis like this, especially when we've had a, several bad players in the market, um, you're going to deal. What our financial institutions are going to deal with is a significant amount of regulatory reform. Some of it's going to be really good. Some of it's not going to be so good. So they're going to have to deal with uh, a lot of new regulations, um, new procedures that are set up. And, and like I said, some of these will be good, but some of these are very, very costly and difficult to deal with. Um, communities in general, um, our banks and our financial institutions that we deal with, the communities are really dependent upon the bank to be uh, a, a stimulus for economic growth. And, and and so we need banks to get back to functioning the way they were before the before the recession started, and because really that's what's going to get us out of this this diff, difficult economic time is the banks getting back uh, lending as much as uh, or lending more and stimulating the economy. Um, we've got an elderly population. Um, we've got some baby boomers out there. We've uh, elderly abuse is uh, pretty prevalent, and that and that in and of itself not only identity fraud but also to elderly abuse and. and and uh, that that creates a problem for financial institutions as well. Um, one thing that I do think all of our banks will have to be, uh, all of our financial institutions will have to pay attention to going into 2010 and when the recovery starts is controlling growth. Uh, we do need banks out there lending money, stimulating the economy, but it's going to have to be in a controlled manner. Um, we definitely, what got, kind of got us into this problem is uncontrolled growth and, and several institutions out there pursuing very strong growth strategies and maybe not making the best underwriting decisions. And the fourth thing that there we're definitely going to have to pay attention to is consumer protection. Um, uh, in many instances, if you look back, if we look back on what caused this recession, a lot of it would be 
the lack of consumer protection, the consumer being sold products out there. That one, they didn't know what was uh, what the product was. It was a very complex instrument. In addition to that, just to be quite honest with you, a lot of people got mortgages that they simply couldn't afford or shouldn't have had. So, and that's going to be addressed through some of the regulatory reform. But those are four areas, in, in particular, I think we're going to have to pay attention to in 2010. Well, you've got to be encouraged then by some of what you're hearing, at least discussed by the Obama administration. Yeah, I think it's a good, good first start. Um, you know, the, I, I don't know if I buy into the single regulatory concept yet for one federal regulator for consumer protection. But I think there definitely has to be more done to protect the consumer, making sure that they understand the financial product that they're getting, and to make sure that they're put into the right financial product for them. Um, some some of these, uh, not only subprime loans, but alter, alternate loans such as alternate payments where they didn't didn't have to make a payment if they didn't want to, some adjustable rate mortgages, and um, uh, some people just got into products that they, one, didn't understand or two, couldn't afford to pay for well, Charles, I appreciate your time and your insight today. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. I really do appreciate the opportunity to speak to you. We've been talking with Charles Weiss, Commissioner for the Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.